Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. Does it sound cool if I say it like that? Deep in the heart of Texas, I'm a cowboy gonna sing you a song. Don't turn this podcast off or I'll come to your house and find you. What's up, Jens? Welcome to the Funly Friday Danny. Oh boy. Oh boy. What a start, Palmer. Uh, I just got back from Denver uh, this past weekend. Dude, what a fucking time that was. My friend Ricky Velez was kind enough to let me open for him. It was me, uh, Julio Galarotti, Ben DeMarco, and Ricky headlined, and it was fucking fire, dude. First of all, I'd never been in Denver before, so just being in Denver was very lit. And then we did like five shows at Comedy Works. Comedy Works, dude, I could talk about that place for an hour and a half. That place is amazing. We did five shows. They were all sold out, 200 plus people, and everybody just did great and killed like top to bottom all five shows. It was I've never seen I've never seen anything like it. I've been doing comedy about 12 years. Never seen just killer shows, five straight, all weekend long. Like those people got their money's worth. It was fucking awesome, man. So if you haven't been to Comedy Works in Denver, I had never been. That place is fucking it's like it's like a comedy mecca. It's it's fucking crazy. <laughs> it's so well run. The room itself is like this. It's almost like a mini amphitheater because the seats kind of go up and the seats surround the stage like almost 80% of the stage is surrounded by people. I'm sorry, 80% of the room is surrounded by is filled in with people and there's you can sit up on the stage on the left hand side and on the right hand side. And uh, dude, I don't, I don't even know how to like describe what happened. But I mean, it was just incredible. I mean, Ricky is the nicest guy to let me go do that. And it was like a fucking a room. Argu- you know, arguably, or maybe not even arguably, with the best rooms in the country. And the staff is so nice, and they're so professional, and they've got everything together to a T. They know, they know when you want to get lit. They uh, treat you like a fucking professional artist. They're kind. They, you know, remove if anybody's disruptive. They take care of it. They're just. It's I've never seen any. I dude, I don't even know how to describe it. Like after the last night, all the staff and the comics in the show we went on the stage and took a picture together and and uh there were probably like i was i was surprised how many people were working there but it makes sense it's a huge room there's probably like 30 people that work there and they're all so nice and kind and i was like you guys are awesome as we were walking out and this girl was like you're awesome like that that's the, like the vibe of the place just supportive and warm oh you know what i did write down a bunch of fucking quotes from the fucking weekend dude you know what's fun to do if you go on a trip just write down quotes and shit from the trip and then and then you, later on, you can look at the quotes and be like, oh, nice, dude. <laughs> like uh, one time we went, my, my uh, college friends and I, I think we went down to Florida or something. And I kept track of quotes the whole weekend. And they're obviously like just ridiculous and filthy. And then my parents came over and I think my dad like read the whole list of quotes on the side of my fridge. And I was like, oh, God, if, if only he hadn't seen that. He didn't bring it up, but I was like, that, that that's probably not good. <laughs> this... uh. This one girl at Comedy Works, she was talking t- too loud. I didn't see what happened, but apparently she got kicked out. On her way out, she got my Instagram. <laughs> so one of the managers came in the back, and he's like, yeah, this girl was being obnoxious. We kicked her out. I'm like, oh, that girl got my Instagram. <laughs> She's actually pretty nice. <laughs> oh, man. And it was so cool because I've never been to Denver before. I- I've never lived there. But like my brother Ben came out one night, and like four other people that I knew somehow through like college or work and... It was just like, I don't know, man. It just kind of, it felt like it like validated, you know, doing a lot of like 
you know, open mics or like poorly attended shows and just grinding in the city for year after year after year. And then you get a weekend like that and uh, it just kind of validates it and makes it all worth it. I mean, I'm kind of listening back through my sets and uh, it's just the crowd. I don't know. I don't know. I, it, you know, it's it, the thing about stand up is you obviously can't three days later hold a microphone to your mouth and just be like, here's what happened. Now, you know, like you, you just kind of had to be there like most live arts or entertainment. But, um, dude, if you ever go to Denver, you got to go to that place. It's fucking amazing. I posted some Instagram stories and pictures and stuff. And dude, fucking wow. Denver, dude, what a town. Ricky was making fun of me because on the first day there, I went to, uh, <laughs> I went and took a picture of myself or I, I tried to get a picture of me and Julio Gallerati, uh, and our other friend, Zach, not Zach McGovern, not, not the bad guy, Zach, the good Zach. Um, in front of uh, Coors Stadium or Coors Field, Coors Field, Coors Field, uh, where the Rockies play. And then Ricky was making fun of me on stage. He's like, Danny's so old, he takes a picture of himself in front of a baseball stadium. He collects coins. <laughs> I was like, God damn it, dude. Fuck. It's funny because you can, you know, I, I performed, I was like the opener, and then I would go sit in the back of the room and watch Ricky, Ricky's set and just look at the crowd because the crowd was so, it was such a big audience. You could see all their faces and everything. And then I could see people when Ricky was making fun of me. They're looking over at me, and I'm just like shaking my head, like, "Dude, come on, dude! Well, I didn't, I, I didn't do that shit, dude. I don't collect coins, bro. I don't collect coins." <laughs> I mean, I guess I can tell one story, one non-comedy story. Um, I mean, it's a pretty anonymous thing, but I went to meet this girl, a friend of a friend, at a bar that I hadn't met before, and then she wasn't drinking because she was driving home, and of course, I obviously wanted to get a drink. I'm like party Danny Denver guy, so I go up to the bar to get a drink and then when I do that there's this really cute girl sitting at the bar and like her she was she was drinking a Moscow mule and it was I, I didn't want to like you know get in the way of her drink I felt like I was too I was like sorry I'm not trying to like you know get up on your in your drinks grill and she's like that's okay so then we started talking and then I look I turn around and look back and the woman that I had come to meet I'm you know you know it is in bars just had already been swarmed by two dudes I'm like dude I can't even buy a drink without two dudes just talking to the girl that I'm with I mean, I wasn't like dating her or anything, but it's just like, dude, all right. So then I told the girl at the bar that story. I'm like, see, I'm, I'm with that girl over there. And uh, now she's talking to those dudes. So can I talk to you for a while? <laughs> and she was like, yeah. And then she got my Instagram. She took a picture of my fucking Instagram handle on her phone. And then she was like, I got to go say, um, you know, rejoin my friends for a minute, but I'll be right back. And I was like, okay. Then she comes back and she's like, I need to hang out with my friends. It's her birthday. And I was like, all right, well, can I get your number? And she's like, I don't really get my number out. It's like, well, you just took my Instagram, but I can't get your number. <laughs> Dude, dating is so hard. That was a fake cry. But dating is, it's a goddamn nightmare. But it's intriguing. It's an intriguing nightmare. It's a fun nightmare. <laughs> dating is a fun nightmare. That's the book that I should write. Dude, it's just like, no matter what you do, you're always like, eh, is this, does this girl like that? No, you don't like, do you like me? You do like me? You don't like me. You like me? I don't know. We went to this strip club the last night. Well, my buddies didn't go, but I went and met these girls at the strip club. And it was a dope-ass place, man. But then I left my fucking joke notebook there. God damn it, dude. I hate that. Why Why did I share that? That wasn't worth sharing. Sorry. Anyways, I haven't even touched the, the fun Friday pod content yet. So starting with feedback, of course, my brother Ben said that he just stopped. He was listening to an earlier episode. He goes, you just stopped your pod to listen like you said to. Uh, LOL. Like you said to wet leg. I am so happy that I have been publicizing wet leg on my podcast and people are listening to it and then texting me back and being like, that shit's lit, dude. 
Like my friend Haley, one of the most loyal pod listeners. What up, Haley? Down there in Nashville, Tennessee. Hi, hi, Haley. How you doing? She said she played uh, Chase Lounge for her son, and he laughed at the lyrics. And I'm like, yeah, see? It's good. It's good shit. On the Chase Lounge in underwear. Da, 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 da. What's that other lyric I like? Oh, yeah. She's like, and I've got some warm beer that we can consume. Anywho, anywho. Uh, Haley gave me this feedback. She looked, just looked up wet leg. Love it. All caps. Dang. I thought I wanted to move to Denver because of the colder climate and beauty, but not with the limited oxygen. What the fuck? Although that rule about buildings paying for our work is 100. Yeah, there's a there's a rule in Denver that if you build a high rise commercial building, you have to spend at least 1% of the cost of that building on public artwork. That's pretty lit. That's pretty fucking lit, dude. But you know what? When I got there, I was like, oh, man, be careful, Danny. Limited oxygen. <laughs> See if you can survive this. And when I was in Park City uh, like a long time ago, I did get altitude sickness. So I was worried about that. But Park City is higher up than Denver. But it was fine. But then I went for a jog, and I did get really tired or like you know, kind of out of breath about a mile in. And I was kind of excited about that. I'm like, dude, that's proof you're in Denver, bro. <laughs> you ran out of air 10 minutes in. But I think that is good. Isn't that, that's what Julia was saying? Like, isn't that how you like train for a marathon? Sometimes you go to places with thinner air. Like when the opposing teams come to Denver and they 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 get winded, and then the Broncos have an advantage. It's like, whoa, dude, fuck the Broncos. Okay, the drive, the fumble. You guys can go fuck yourself. Just kidding. I like Denver. Please, please, please support and embrace me. I'm starting to wonder if my podcast uh, host hosting service Buzzsprout, if their statistics or at least the geolocation statistics are accurate because I was in Denver and I downloaded just a test. I downloaded five episodes of my podcast and then I looked at the numbers and it, it always registers this one town and like near Denver and the number didn't move from the previous day. And I'm like, well then it didn't count my fucking, you know, I, can you really trust these podcast provider stats? I mean, I imagine they're like largely accurate, but I don't think the, the federal government is spending a lot of time auditing the fucking, uh, you know, podcast media providers, media platform providers. Like, they're probably doing some fuckery, dude. What kind of fuckery is this? Oh, dude, I'm not trying to start any. Con- I don't even know if I should read this feedback, but my buddy Jared, he said something kind of like obnoxious towards Haley. My two like most loyal fans apparently now hate each other because <laughs> she goes, "You can tell stupid, rude, mean, gross Jared to go." Blah, blah, blah. Jump off a cliff. Jesus. Haley. She goes, my useless feedback is way better than his. Haley, I am on your side. It is. Jared's feedback is a nightmare, Haley. Your feedback is insightful. You talked about wet leg. You talked about Denver climate and beauty and artwork. Jared's just being a gross dipshit, dude. I agree, Haley. You know, come on, Jared. Get your shit together, bro. Be nice to Haley. She's a lady. You're just a fucking, you know, 25, 25 pound overweight dude in Roswell, Georgia. Like, you're not... That's not that great, dude. <laughs> and then Haley goes, why are guys so obsessed with sex? It's such a turnoff. I mean, I don't want to tell you, Haley. I, I mean, I can't act like, you know, the guy in the above the fray here because I, I, too, am, you know, very much obsessed with sex. So, yeah, it's a tur- well, well, some girls like it. Do you like me? I want people to like me. <laughs> I mean, talking about cherry blossom trees and ballet, much more of a turn on kiss, kissy emoji face. But I don't even remember what I was talking about or if that's what she's talking about. And then she liked at the end of last week's Fun Friday pod. I said, I try to book as many losers as I can. 
for, to do my interviews. I think Tom McCaffrey's going to be on the pod this week. I think we're going to record tomorrow, so that's fun. Tommy fucking John. He's always a good a good guest. Oh, dude, the Final Four. Duke played UNC on Saturday. And, you know, Duke has this image of being like blue blood, rich, a lot of rich parents, which is true. So the UNC fans made signs and said, tell daddy you're free on Monday because Monday is the national championship game. Uh, I love when schools like attack each other with like digs that are like accurate and mean and hurtful or like, you know, just like, yeah, fuck you, Duke. Take that. Tell daddy you're free on Monday, motherfucker. Dude, why does shit always take longer than you think it's going to take? You know, it's annoying. Like, I want things to take less amount of time. Oh, dude, someone was literally uh, brought up this term to me yesterday. They said it's a cron optimism where you assume that a task will take the bare minimum amount of time, but then it rarely, if ever, does. It's like, dude, every time I have a call at work at like 1.30, and if it's like 1.17, I'm like, oh, good, I got 13 minutes, and it's like 1.28, time's gone. Now you have to talk and be professional. Get your shit together. Look at people on a Zoom thing. Don't say anything inappropriate. Just do work stuff. Think hard. Talk to people that are smarter than you. Go. Dude, my word of the day on Saturday was Doc Andoris, which is Scottish and Irish, and it means a parting drink. It's spelled D-O-C-H-A-N-Doris, D-O-R-R-I-S, Doc Andoris. Here's the example sentence. <laughs> I could just see Zach McGovern shaking his head as I read from the word of the day calendar. We enjoyed a Doc Andoris with our friends at the Seaside Tavern before the car picked us up to take us to the airport. But that's cool. I like that. I like that term. You want to have a, instead of saying nightcap, next time you're trying to get you know, trying to impress a lady to say, Hey, do you want to grab a Doc and Doris? And she'll say what? And you'll say it's a, it's a Scottish and she'll just have walked away at that point. But I mean, it's fun to know stuff. You know what I mean? I guess back, it was used by primarily by the Scots and the Irish originally, and it has an English synonym called stirrup cup. Originally a small drink of wine or something else taken by a rider about to depart on horseback. Stirrup cup usually means farewell drink. Doc and Doris kid. It's Doc and Doris hour, baby. You know what I'm saying? Let's get the fuck out of this fucking joint dude danny what are you even danny what are you even talking about you just making up sentences about a word of the day you fucking you're dumb this podcast is a waste of time cancel it fuck you ruth oh and dude the audiences in denver at comedy works like they were so like open and warm and embracing like sometimes audiences can be kind of like tight if you talk about something that's edgy or something that's like a little not pc Dude, not the Denver audiences, not Comedy Works. Like, I feel like in New York, and oftentimes in New York, you can get laughs, but then the laughs will like stop very abruptly. Like, comics talk about this all the time, even on stage to the audience. You'd be like, okay, you guys laugh for a second there, and then that died. But I feel like, you know, New York audiences, the I mean, you can't generalize any city's audiences, but from my limited experience of doing five shows in Denver, I feel like this is somewhat of an apt uh, comparison. So in Denver or in New York, they're like, is this idea almost done? We are feeling super bored with this joke. And in Denver, they're like, oh, that idea is actually funnier than you thought it was. Give us a second to enjoy it. I, I feel like I'm trying to get better at that when I'm performing and just being able to like enjoy the pause after you say a joke that gets a laugh instead of being like, okay, I'm going to the next joke. <sighs> I always think I'm boring people, but it's like, Dan, you're not boring people. Just talk at a normal pace, you fucking loser. Who's really good at that? Talking at a normal pace. Yeah. Jeff Foxworthy. I talked about that. Just paces it perfectly. You don't sit there at home, watch his special and be like, oh, well, uh, there was one extra second of silence between one idea and the other. So I guess I'm going to turn this guy off. No, you're just like enjoying the pace of it, you know? 
Oh, dude, I brought a weed vape on the plane, and I was like, I've done this before. I've gone to the bathroom and like taken a drag or two off of it. But then I was like, what if I get in trouble or something? So I looked on Reddit, obviously the source of truth for all, uh, for all. But like, I, you know, maybe this isn't true. But this guy said that he was on a plane and he went in the bathroom, hit his weed vape. He's like, I, I let the smoke dissipate. And then the pilot, when he came out of the bathroom, there was a flight attendant standing there with a stern look on their face. And they said, the pilot just told us that the smoke alarm went off. What's going on back there? Were you smoking in there? Dude, if that happened to me, I would flip the... I would probably just collapse. <laughs> there's, a, there's a man that's collapsed. There's a high man that has collapsed in the rear galley. Is there a doctor on board? Like, I would be freaking out, dude. Fuck. And I, the, he said that eventually they accepted that he hadn't been smoking and like, didn't like, I wouldn't do like handcuff him or something, but didn't know the planes have silent smoke alarms. Good to know, or that they can detect va- even vapor and not just smoke. Cause that's, that's dude. I'm never, I'm never hitting a vape on a plane ever. Fuck that silent, sm- silent smoke alarms, dude. And then the cap, the captain sees it. I mean, obviously the captain would see the smoke alarm. <laughs> they don't want to, in terms of smoke alarms in the plane, I think they're pretty heavily concentrated in the cockpit. <laughs> I was going to read this article or like review this article on pandemic career changers, but I read this other article about sex and weed and does using weed make you have better sex? And here's what the science says. So, um, you know, now that the house of representatives passed a bill decriminalizing marijuana, even though it's unlikely to get passed in the Senate, like, Hey, hopefully this will spur more, you know, pot research and stuff like that, dude. We were talking about this this weekend. We, I don't think we could found the right answer, but now I have the right answer. How many States do you think, that uh marijuana is legal and for adult recreational use i'll give you a moment i'll give you a moment here i'll give you a jeff foxworthy pause to think about it and pause over 18 states have it as of april 2022 and then it's allowed for medical use in 37 states like it's fucking time dude and it says according to a 2020 survey nearly 18 percent of americans age 12 or older had used it within the past year dude that's something that's bullshit that's it's got to be way higher than that Versus the amount of people that are drinking, it's got to be like fucking forty percent. How many people are going to accurately are going to be honest with a fucking survey, some random ass survey company that they don't know nobody at are going to be honest with them about their drug usage? You know, like come on, it's got to be higher. Uh, but it says eighteen percent within the past year, and more than two thirds of Americans support legalizing it, according to various polls. So this article, they talked to a bunch of weed experts, and they said the bottom line: it's hard to say with certainty. That cannabis will increase desire or improve your sex life. But anecdotal evidence suggests that the right dose of cannabis can make a woman's orgasms more satisfying and increase sex drive. There you go, gals. What about that? What do you think about that? Toots. <laughs> Don't say toots, Danny. This is in part because weed can enhance the senses and also alleviate some of the symptoms that inhibit desire, like anxiety, sleeplessness, or pain. It can have positive effects for men as well, but also several negative ones. Uh, I wonder if... Uh, Lack of boner would be one, obviously. And women should be aware of its potential downsides, too. I love how they're like, it could be sick, oh, but it could also be really whack. You're like, well, which one is it then? Oh, it depends on you. That's one of the big things that this article talks about. It's like a lot of it depends on dosage and the individual. That is weird, though, that we have like genetic differences and how we metabolize weed or uh, enjoy certain foods or not others or you know, the amount of sleep you need or drinks you can handle. It's like, it's uh, so much of it seems, I mean, what the fuck do I know? But it seems based or dependent upon individual genetic variability. Like even within your immediate family, like, you know, people in my family have like an illness that I don't have or vice versa. It's like, 
How the fuck is this fucking luck of the genetic... Dude, think about it like genes and shit, dude. <laughs> like, even with, like, coronavirus, like, one of the reasons things got so, like, pol- excuse me, polarizing is because science is fucking complicated, dude. All these, like, trillions of organisms in your gut. Like, what the fuck is actually going on, dude? All right. So, this article continues. Both men and women have long reported... They keep saying cannabis. That cannabis alters their sexual experience. In an essay published in 1971, the astronomer Carl Sagan, a longtime pot user, wrote that weed enhances the enjoyment of sex and gives an exquisite sensitivity. I think that is kind of true, actually. I do like it. I think you can like feel it better when you're like high. You're like, whoa, dude. Like when I get high, I feel like the, the like my brain is like rising up in my skull, or like there's like this, you know, like the they show on the weather, like the air currents with the arrows. I feel like those arrows are going up towards the top of my skull when I get high. It's like kind of nice, dude. But not everybody feels that way. Some people freak the fuck out, and it's hard to figure out how people how weed actually impacts people because most of the research is just based on questionnaires, which you know. How do you draw firm conclusions from that? It's not like necessarily reliable and precise information about dosage, delivery method, or timing. But based on the limited evidence, the drug does seem to enhance a sexual experience among many women who are to use it. So that now they quote some doctors here. This one, Dr. Becky Lynn, a sexual medicine and menopause expert and the founder of Evora Women's Health in St. Louis. She said, I've had several patients come to me and say, I have low libido. Can you help me? And oh, by the way, if I use marijuana, I can orgasm. No problem. They also tell me that low libido improves with marijuana. That's sick, dude. Just smoke some weed and you get horny and cum. That's lit. <laughs> All right. 34% of women reported uh, having used pot before sexual activity, and most of them said it resulted in an increased sex drive, improved orgasm, and decreased pain. So those are all lit things. You know what I mean? Um, and then... Uh, it also can help manage menopause symptoms. Okay. Um, skip past that part. Makes me uncomfortable to talk about girl things. Online survey of more than 200 men and women um, found that cannabis, who use cannabis, found that nearly 60% said it increased their desire for sex and almost 74% reported increased sexual satisfaction. So that's like pretty high numbers that it's fucking, that weed is lit to fuck on, dude. <laughs> what if that was in this article? But I, I also like how they said, I guess the research is a little bit more mixed for men and the research is sparse and can't be contradictory. According to the International Society for Sexual Medicine, some men report that their sexual performance improves when they use marijuana, while others may experience problems such as less motivation for sex, ED, as I mentioned, trouble reaching orgasm or premature ejaculation. Cannabis use has also been associated with reductions in sperm count, concentration, concentration, motility, and viability. What is motility, you might ask? Because I forgot what the fuck it is, too. It's like the ability of, a, of an organism to move independently through metabolic energy use. Um, but, dude, I mean, if you're not trying to get uh, a girl pregnant, then maybe reductions in sperm count, concentration, motility, and viability are a fucking good thing. So spark it up, kid. Fire it up, dude. Start low and go slow. Dude, every time I read a fucking medical or like a newspaper article, it's like you got two layers of like, um, what's the term? Like risk avoidance and cautionary behavior. And it's like just this because journalists are always thinking about what are the risks? How do we scare people? How do we sell more papers? How do we get more clicks? Think Talk about things that are bad. And then doctors are fucking whack. <laughs> just kidding. But doctors can obviously tend to be more like cautious in their approach because they're smart and they know stuff. But like, we just want to party, dude. <laughs> so 
This doctor says, uh, Dr. Peter Grinspoon, a primary care doctor at Mass, Mass General. Mass, dude, the names of the long names of hospitals, Massachusetts General Hospital, Chelsea, Healthcare Center. To come, shorten that, just call it Mass Gen, kid. Uh, this doctor is a medical cannabis consultant. He advised taking a tiny bit and a tincture or as little as one milligram of THC before slowly working your way up. At low doses, cannabis helps libido, but at high doses, it often isn't as effective. Start low and go slow. Basically, what it what it says is just just don't get too fucked up and just try to fuck and see if weed will make it more lit. That's like the fucking the whole summary of this article. Okay, all right, all right, all right. The Fun Friday Pod. Do twenty four minutes. Not too shab, kid. Not too shab. I feel like fifteen minutes maybe a little bit too short. But anything that's hitting like thirty or more it's like how long do you want to listen to my voice i know probably forever but like it's it's enough danny it's fucking enough this is a quote from my favorite uh farnham street blog newsletter that i get every sunday morning i love it um when someone is giving you feedback they're doing you a favor even if they're breaking all the rules in this essay which i didn't read even if you're upset to hear about your mistakes and even if you think they are wrong and you shouldn't change your behavior they're giving you the gift of information you didn't have before Wow. Another mind-blowing quote from Farnham Street. I love that, you know? Like, even if somebody's like, hey, you do X and Y wrong, you're like, oh, well, I disagree. Well, but now you know that that person sees you in that light. Even though you don't see yourself in that light, other people do. And if that one person does and they went to the length of telling you about it, it's likely that other people in your life may feel the same way. And maybe it's something that you should revisit instead of just assuming that your own assumptions about yourself are accurate. So that's fucking lit, dude. I love having the approach of just constant self-improvement, just constant, 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 you know, like never resting on your laurels. I think there's been years of my life where I'm just like, I'm cool. I'm great. And then I'm like overly sensitive and, you know, a little bit of a brittle ego if someone challenges me on things. But now I feel like I'm just trying to be more, you know, take the bad feedback or not even bad feedback, but how can I get better? There's obviously things I can get better at every single day. Stop thinking you're this fucking gift to humanity, Danny, and just fucking work on the things that are your flaws and are your problems. You'll, then you'll fix those and move on to no, new flaws and problems until you're fucking planted, kid. Thanks for listening to the Fun Friday pod. Uh, follow me on Instagram if you want to. Send me a note. No one ever does. Danny Palmer, NYC. Come out to Black Hat LES every Friday, 9 o'clock. It's very John, and there are Johns that do Johnnery. Also, go to fucking Comedy Works in Denver, dude. Jesus Christ. See Ricky Velez on the road. Fucking killer, dude. He just killed it all weekend. Thanks for listening, you fucking dudes. Oh, the Masters this weekend, dude. I, I like the Masters. Speaking of weed, it's fun to like kind of get high and then just have the Masters on in the background because it's so pretty. And the Masters, the people that run the Masters don't let CVS put their dumb little eye logo on the screen. So you just get this kind of like artsy beauty all weekend on your TV. And make sure you have a color TV for the Masters. I'd recommend that as well. All right. Peace. <laughs>